Today we will be talking about a particular disease that mostly everyone knows about, either knows about someone who's been affected by it or has a personal connection to it, cancer. It's not an easy topic to talk about because of the expensive subtopics it's associated with. So we are going to only focus on breast cancer for this episode. Cancer has a negative connotation because of the belief that it can't be treated effectively and most importantly, prevented. What would happen if we compare the interventions towards breast cancer that exist or are non-existent in California and Mexico City? Could clinics, hospitals, or community health workers adopt a model tackling breast cancer from a particular region and bring it back to their communities to create a positive impact? Or would this change add on to the disparities and affect the community in a negative aspect because of the resources that are available to them? This podcast episode is titled A Global Look at Breast Cancer Interventions and Prevention Measures in Urban Cities. Today on our show, I am joined by various clinical managers, executive directors, nurses, and a variety of patients from hospitals and clinics all throughout the globe. They will be sharing their experiences and perspectives with breast cancer in the healthcare system in the United States or in Mexico. According to the CDC, as of May 29, 2018, breast cancer in the United States was the most common cancer in women, despite one's race or ethnicity. Breast cancer is the most common cause of death among Hispanic women, Black identified, Asian Pacific Islander, American Indian and Alaska Native, and among white women, it is the second most common cause of death. Based on a national survey conducted by the NIH, the number of new cases of female breast cancer was 126 per 100,000 women per year. The annual rates of cancer diagnosis and cancer deaths declined progressively each year, but the number of new cases and deaths among patients is going up. This occurs because of many factors, such as a person's living situation at a geographic level, the variability of cancer treatments available, their socioeconomic status, and language and cultural barriers that they face. A person's health and well-being are very much influenced by their individual situation, where they are in the world, and the resources that are available to them. Imagine that you are in Oakland, California, an urban city rich with culture, music, and an average weather of 65 degrees. Oakland's population, as of 2019, is just over 400,000 people and an 18.9% poverty rate, higher than the national average of 14%. The largest demographic living in poverty are females between the age of 25 to 34 as of 2019. How expensive the Bay Area is and continues to be, especially over the last couple years, is of such concern to us. And so trying to figure out what we can do, what little part we can play to make the lives of the ladies who walk in these doors, to make their lives better. 
we're grateful to be able to offer the respite that we do to our clients in big and small ways. Not all urban cities have plenty of data information on breast cancer prevalence and mortality rates to aid in breast cancer interventions and healthcare as a whole. Let's take a look at Mexico City in Mexico. The government of Mexico has a lot of influence regarding this issue because of the corruption that exists among the cartels across the country. A lo largo de muchos lugares de México, eh, tanto en la Ciudad de México como en los Estados de México, hay un gran impacto de violencia por el crimen organizado. ¿Verdad? Hay muchos narcos y carteles. La cultura de los narcos tiene una gran influencia donde muchos de ellos tienen acceso a la salud porque tienen los recursos, tienen el dinero y tienen la posición y el poder como con el gobierno. Esto nos afecta a los demás, refiriéndose a, los, a las personas como yo y a las personas de bajos recursos y que tienen una posición social eh, que no es buena comparada como con el narcotráfico. Because healthcare management is going through a transition, a lot of the healthcare initiatives are not tackling breast cancer research. Mexico does not have a population-based cancer registry, so this hinders alternative healthcare initiatives. A wide range of cancer treatments exists all across the world. Breast cancer interventions and preventative care are being tackled differently, yet similarly in Oakland and in Mexico City. From a traditional Western approach, referring to treatment and care in the hospital to a more holistic healthcare approach, such as integrative clinics. Yet there also exists a route of no treatment and focusing on the well-being of the individual. This being said, Joanne Calderon explains why she believes that the holistic healthcare approach is beneficial to women with cancer in California. So our clientele, when I say low-income women with cancer, everyone has to have a cancer diagnosis, and it doesn't matter what type of cancer diagnosis. And I mention that because often people only serve women with breast cancer. And what we've noticed is, well, the majority of our clients at any one time, it'll be between, oh, call it 65 and 80% of our clients have breast cancer. The women with breast cancer, they need more services, certainly, but the women with cancers other than breast, they barely have anything. And so what do we do? We offer acupuncture. We offer all kinds of body work. So of course, people know Swedish massage. People might know shiatsu, but we have biodynamic massage, cranial sacral, you name it. We have so many types of body work, Western and Chinese herbs for sure. We have different types of energy work, including guided imagery, which is so important. We have homeopathy. People often think of homeopathy when it comes to earaches if you have children, colds and flus, but I have to say the majority of our clients use it to help them manage their anxiety, their depression, their stress. Others may believe that a combination of a holistic and traditional approach is the best option for patients with breast cancer. A breast cancer patient and survivor from San Francisco General Hospital 
explains her take on this opposition. Yo pienso que los médicos pueden ayudar más a las personas con cáncer y el complemento sería los cuidadores de salud cuando están bien capacitados pueden hacer entre los dos un buen trabajo para proporcionar a las personas una buena atención. But in a city where breast cancer data are not collected, such measures are not possible and receiving cancer treatment at healthcare facilities might not be the best case. An alternative approach, the caregiver system, might be the best case. Cancer caregiver and nurse, Mari, expresses her thoughts. Pues yo pienso que, que los cuidadores y, el, y los médicos tienen que hacer equipo para el cuidado de los pacientes. En este caso, el médico es el que da el tratamiento terapéutico y el cuidador lleva a cabo el tratamiento psicológico y de rehabilitación. A person's socioeconomic status is very influential in the type of breast cancer treatment that they receive. This is particularly true in all of the cities that we were taking a look at, as it can be testified by two current cancer patients receiving treatment in two different healthcare clinics. Julia is a breast cancer survivor that received treatment at Charlotte Maxwell Clinic. And Pamela is also a cancer survivor, but is a patient at UCSF. Mi nombre es Julia, y soy una paciente en Charlotte Maxwell Clinic. Soy de bajos recursos. Aunque sí recibo tratamiento gratis, no tengo la oportunidad de recibir tratamiento diariamente. No me quejo, al contrario, estoy muy agradecida. Pero mi experiencia es muy distinta a la de alguien que va a un hospital privado, pues existe mejor atención y ayuda. Yo soy el esposo de Pamela, y fíjate que mi esposa ha recibido algunas atenciones médicas en un hospital de bajos recursos. Y la mera verdad es que mi experiencia que yo puedo decir que mi esposa ahorita está atendiendo un hospital privado. Fíjate que ella uh, es muy diferente la atención médica que les dan por la, por la diferencia de ser hospital privado. Ella atiende a unos... A un, a un hospital que se llama UCSF en San Francisco y ella atiende a unos oncólogos que la atienden muy bien, les dan las citas cuando ella uh, a tiempo y en la experiencia del otro hospital realmente las, las citas te las dan bien largas, cuando llegas al hospital a la cita te, la, te tienen ahí esperando como dos horas, so, realmente mi experiencia que yo puedo Decir es que entre un, entre un hospital privado y una y un hospital que da asistencia pública es muy diferente la atención médica que dan. 
hacia mi esposa Pamela. There were clear socioeconomic differences between Julia and Pamela, which allowed them to receive better treatment. Yet, who defines what is considered best care? Well, it's not the clinic or the hospital having the latest medical equipment, yet having access to medical interpreters and resources such as food vouchers or waivers for medical expenses. I'm referring to the language and cultural barriers that patients face in going to a facility with higher resources as compared to one that doesn't. So folks, we are coming to an end for today's episode of a global look at breast cancer interventions and prevention measures in urban cities. Thanks for listening, and thank you to all of the interviewees for joining me today to talk about the diverse interventions tackling cancer among underrepresented communities. This podcast was produced by Bernice Fuentes Juarez as part of the Spring 2019 Global Health Course at Guilford College. Soundbites were obtained from the public domain.